Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. That's the first day of school for many college students across the country. And while college is supposed to be the place where you get comfortable being uncomfortable, where you're supposed to be challenged on a host of ideas, many young people are trying to avoid people they disagree with. A brand new NBC poll found that 46% of sophomore college students would not room with someone who votes differently from them. What is going on? Why is that a negative impact on our society? Uh, We turn to one of our great inside sources who has a really uh, unique look into this one. Uh, Sam Abrams, of course, is a professor at Sarah Lawrence College. He's also a non-resident senior fellow at AEI, American Enterprise Institute. And Professor Abrams, you've you've seen this from some interesting perspective, but what are these numbers really telling us? 46% of sophomores wouldn't room with somebody who voted differently than they did? So thank you for having me. Uh, first and foremost, the good news is that many students do not have a choice when they enter college. So they're going to have to confront difference, whether they like it or not, at most places around the country. And that's actually a good thing. Learning how to hear the other side yeah. and listen to the other side is really crucial. So that, that, that's, that's uh, you know, point number one. And then the other point is that this poll is very misleading. Um, if you dig a little deeper into it, which I was able to do, what is really driving this are liberal Democrats. Basically, the Democratic students have a problem with difference. But if you look at independents and Republicans, it's much, much lower. Yeah. And that's really the problem here. And let's, and let's dig into those numbers because that's what I found most fascinating is the, the high-end number, you say, okay, you can, you can figure that part out. Uh, but breaking this down by, and this was self-identifying in terms of where they fit on the political spectrum, uh, but, but tell us what that looked like and what does that really tell us? So this is something I've observed for years at a uh, liberal arts college, uh, Sarah Lawrence, where I work, and that is there's this language of love and respect and tolerance among the left that they just constantly project to the world. But that is only if you fit into that narrow definition of what they believe is appropriate. And if they do, welcome. If you're a little bit off of that, you're persona non grata. You're, you're dead man walking. They don't want to have anything to do with you. And the numbers here sort of fit that. Almost two-thirds of Democratic students say they will probably not or definitely not room with someone who has a different political viewpoint. When you ask Republicans the same question, it's barely a quarter. That is a huge difference. That is a dangerous difference. And, you know, if this were just a one-off finding, I'd be like, okay, fine. But it isn't. This is a trend we're beginning to see constantly in the data over and over and over again, where there's just this liberal intolerance shrouded in this idea that there's love. And it's just not true. 
Yeah, it's so interesting. Uh, I usually talk about it in the context of intolerant tolerance, where you're where you're only tolerant exactly. of those who agree with you. Uh, and, and tell us just again from the on campus experience. Uh, in terms of what is actually happening there and, and where this intolerant tolerance is, is actually playing out? Well, you know, this, this, is, this has been developing over years. This did not just pop up. This is a result of almost two decades of, in my view, indoctrination from uh, a liberal class of administrators who basically say, here's how you need to think. Here's how you need to see things. It's overly progressive. And liberal students have eaten it up. They love the narratives of harm. They love the narratives of in-groups and out-groups. And the result of that is they have been trained and taught to fear and lash out against the other. Uh, that's harming civil society because now these students are now in the real workforce. We see this becoming a problem in financial services, consulting, law, everywhere. And uh, it started on our college campuses. And, you know, this data here reinforces that trend, the fact that it's the liberals. Why, why, if you're Democratic, would you not want to live with someone who's Republican? You can still watch the same TV shows. You can still enjoy the same music. You can go to the same football games, go get the same coffee. It's crazy that this is, uh, you know, that this continues to emerge. And, and the divide is widening here. Yeah. The good news is that Democrats are not everything on our college campuses. They're about a third of our students. Mm-hmm. Most of our students are in the middle, as we talked about last time. Yeah. So the good news is these numbers are not nearly as bad as they seem. Uh, that, and that is a good thing. Uh, and, and one of the other things that you uh, got to in uh, your piece in the Washington Examiner, and we'll post that on our socials today, uh, was looking at this whole idea of ending friendships over, poli- over politics. Uh, and there was also some interesting uh, division there in terms of who had actually ended a relationship or a friendship because of politics. Exactly. It's the same pattern over and over and over again. The people on the extreme left. Uh, And these are the folks who make the most noise. These are the folks who are heavily using Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Uh, And and the good news, again, as I've been digging into this for years, is that while there are stories of, you know, families being ripped apart over Trump and Biden, those are the outliers. Most families tolerate this. Most families put up with this. Uh, My family, where I am right now, is, is, is very liberal. I am not. Uh, we disagree on things. We're still family. Uh, as far as I know, they haven't kicked me out. Uh, we're good. At least not today. Uh, and we, <laughs> uh, after hearing this, they may. But the, the point is that, uh, you know, we get along. We just have to learn to work with difference. That's what makes this country truly great. And that's how we progress as a society. And what scares me is that if liberal folks refuse to accept that bedrock notion, we are really in trouble as a country. Yeah, I think it's, uh, we always talk about the idea that the the principle, the thing that might really kill the republic in the end uh, may not be the politics of, and the division. It might be that we, we lose our curiosity uh, and our ability to look at someone and say, I wonder why she thinks that way or I wonder why he thinks that's the, the best way to solve that, that problem. Uh, and when we get more and more in our own bubbles, we cocoon more, we interact less with those who think differently, look differently, act differently, or live differently, uh, we, we really do get isolated and we lose that curiosity, which I think inhibits our ability to think the way free people are supposed to think. I couldn't agree more. I would add to that one other concept, ambition. Uh, If you look at what a lot of students are being told, they're not allowed to be ambitious because they're told you're in a group that caused harm or you are a group that has been harmed. Uh, In my view, throw that stuff off. Come in and be great, because that's what this country does, and that's what education does for our students. Uh, if you have been constantly told you're harming others or you've been told you're a victim, 
that's going to be baggage that's coming with you for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, uh, every group has a harm story. Uh, that's just the way it's been over history. And we work through it. We move forward. We move up. Education is a great tool for that. And, uh, you know, curiosity is being killed. And I would say ambition is being killed along with it. And uh, again, that's what's going to kill the republic. Uh, that's such great perspective. I'm so glad you, you brought that up because that is such a, a vital part of the equation. Sam Abrams, professor at Sarah Lawrence College, also a non-resident senior fellow at AEI. Uh, always appreciate your thinking. This is just great perspective. we got to get this part right. Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right. Uh, again, always great to have Sam Abrams on the on the show with us. And uh, I do think it's so important that we recognize that, look, if you are to the point where you can't be a roommate of with someone because they voted different than you. Or if you're ending a whole bunch of friendships because somebody thinks different politically than you, you are going to find yourself living in an incredibly small universe. And we cannot, we cannot support this idea on college campuses or anywhere else of being intolerant and being intolerant of of tolerance where we're only going to be tolerant of the people who agree with us. And we've seen that. We've seen that on campuses. We've seen that in a host of places. Uh, And as uh, Professor Abrams pointed out, it's, it's in our workplace. It's in our communities now. And if we can't look at somebody who's different, who votes different, thinks different, acts different, if we can't see the value in that person, or if we have to get to the point that in order to feel comfortable with who we are, that we have to have contempt for who they are, and it is us and them, that's where we get into trouble. And that's where we get very small-minded. That's where we get very bigoted. That's where racism is, is built. And we have to start looking at it in a different way. And so intolerant tolerance is not tolerance at all. And we have to stay curious and we have to stay ambitious. I love that the professor pointed that out, that we don't have to be victims and we don't have to be uh, whacked over the head uh, and told that uh, that we're bad. So be ambitious, be the best, be the best version of you that you can be and bring everybody else along for the ride, because that's what's made the country extraordinary. And that's what we have to make sure we're teaching at every level of school in every corner of our communities Uh, is that we can get to that. We can be tolerant, truly tolerant, and not just tolerant, because that's not enough. We actually have to learn to love, to give, to serve, and to make a difference in our community. We'll be right back. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.